Welcome back to Tech Vets, the podcast. And tonight we are joined by Mark Ward. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad at all. Thanks. How's your day been? What have you been up to? Pretty good. I've been on study leave today, actually. I'm doing a master's now, so it never stops. What are you doing a master's in? So, yeah, it would have been helpful if I'd have told you that from the offer. Really. Yeah, um, digital and business risk management. Um, so that's been, I've been put through that by my employer, um, which is good, actually, because aside from them paying for it, they actually give you the time off to study for it, um, which is a, it takes the pressure off a little bit, having that extra time. Do you get a student card as well, though? Because that is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, I worked it out the other day, actually. I've had um, a student card for a while because I was studying before I got this job. Um, so I've already had a student card for around six years. Well, it'll probably be coming up to, to seven years now. And I worked out I'll nearly be 40 by the time I get rid of it. Oh, my so. goodness. <laughs> so you basically get to find the next course to do just to be the perpetual student. Yeah, well, I think actually you're allowed um, a student card three years after you've left uni as well. So I don't know if many people know that, but it's worth doing if you've just finished uni to grab one because I think you can still get them for three years. So who do you work for at the moment? Uh, Deloitte. Yeah, so I went through their graduate scheme. Um, I felt like maybe I got some soft skills potentially like, like obviously you get transferable skills from the military in suede really but um i had nothing that they was recruiting for because i was a driver in the military i was a driver when i left and i went into logistics in the office because i'd had enough of driving and i thought you know it's it's a good job but it's not a career you never hear of a driver getting promoted you, they just find a better driving job and there's only so much that you can do, really. Um, so I wanted something a bit more. Um, so I had to do, do a degree and go go through the, the graduate route to do that. But it's literally changed my life. It's like a completely different ball game now working for them to what I was doing before. I'm so much happier, calmer, and it just feels more fulfilling to be in a role that you're actually... Sounds a bit cheesy, but making a difference, even if it's just to the client rather than just sort of doing what you're told and just doing the same routine job all the time. It's there's a lot of variety and there's a lot of there's a lot of room to move around and develop yourself and pick where you want to go. Like I'm in a strange position at the moment where because I've come through the grad route, obviously I'm getting treated like a graduate, which is what I expected. But from going from a job where Effectively, I was a subject matter expert in it. I've been doing it for over a decade to not knowing anything. It is a bit scary, but then it's almost like you can go from, like at the minute, I can go, say, into cloud computing or I could go, which I'm trying to get into cyber, the cyber side of things at the moment. Um, but you could go anywhere with it, really. I mean, I've done a little bit of technology transformation and. I haven't had a chance to do enterprise resource planning yet, but that's something else to do to help build all that architecture up for as well for businesses. And that's just my job role. So it, even that is so varied. Um, so yeah, it's exciting to, to, put, to put it succinctly. It sounds like you've got loads going on. How there long? is a lot going on. 
<laughs> what, what came first? Did you did you leave the military and then get a degree thinking, oh, I'll see what happens? Yeah. Did you go for the degree thinking I'm going for that Deloitte job or well, something else? It probably stems from before that, really. I mean, at school, I'd say... I stayed on at sixth form for the simple fact that my military application was taking forever. Um, so while I was waiting for that, I thought, well, I might as well do my A-levels because, you know, I'm not, I don't fancy doing anything else but join the Air Force. That's what I wanted to do. And that's sort of the blinkers I had on at that time, which it is what it is, you know. Um, and then I'd say because I weren't really that interested in it at the time. I was never going to get to uni at that time. And there was other things going on in my life, my personal life as well, which I won't go into on here, but my grade slips and my AS levels were okay. There was average. And then my, my full A levels were diabolical, if I'm perfectly honest with you. And that always sort of left a bad taste somehow. So even when I was in the military, I did an A level using the learning credits um, and got a B grade in English language. So I was really happy with that because it just proved to myself I could do it. And I didn't really think that would come in use, that high level at all. I just thought, you know, I've done it. The military's paid 80% of it. And I've just paid 20% to prove I could do it. And I've got it. And that was it. And actually, go to a high school and sit the exam with a load of like kids effectively. Um, it was quite daunting, but I did it. Um, and then thought nothing about education for a while. And then I did get PTSD, but I wasn't diagnosed after I left. Um, but I clearly, there was there was stuff going on and it they clearly had problems. And I left, I don't know why I left, to be honest, but I, need, I know I needed a change. And it turns out that that's why, because there was that much sort of everything was black and white to me and in the military sometimes you get asked to do something and I'm like if if that didn't fall into my belief system I built up then obviously if I'm arguing with a higher rank it's going to cause problems and it did cause problems um, so I was weren't very happy and I left to put it to put it bluntly and then I think I started the degree which was in English language and literature because I needed some purpose I didn't feel like I was getting that for my job. So I had a voluntary job at a bookshop at the National Trust. I did that. And then I started doing the degree as well. I can't remember which come first, actually, but it doesn't really matter. That's what I was doing to get the purpose in my life because I wasn't getting it from my job. And it just helped me focus on something other than the, the issues I was having. Um, thankfully, those issues have been sorted. I got cleared of it about, when would it have been? two years ago now probably yeah about two years uh, I had that EMDR treatment and that sorted it out but um, initially like I said I just did the degree really just to stay on the straight and narrow and because again the military was helping out with the funding that was like it made it more, I mean student funding I'd have done it anyway through student finance but it made it more appealing the fact I didn't have a debt burden it took pressure off Um I mean, I did end up having to fund some of it anyway, but because I went past the sort of time limit. Um, but I did, I did okay in it. And then towards sort of, because obviously doing a degree part-time, it's six years of, of sort of work. So then 
Um, how could I put it? So, yeah, I guess sort of maybe in my last two years, I started thinking, and I think that's when COVID hit as well. And I think a lot of people reassessed their life a bit, what was important. But certainly, because I knew it was coming up, I thought, you know what, where can this degree take me? Because that wasn't why I took it. I sort of probably done a degree in something related to the job I wanted to do. Um, but the good thing about a lot of companies now is it is any degree. And I know some people say, you know, it's sort of, I don't know, it means you're recruiting people that have joke degrees. You get people that say this sort of thing, then you're in. I think to myself, if you've done a degree, though, if you've done a degree in whatever, you're not an expert in it till you've been doing it on the job anyway, and it proves that you can think and work at a certain level. And I think a lot of companies are opening up to that now. So it opened up so many doors. Um, and... I just thought I'm just going to go for it, and and to be honest, if I didn't get this job, I'd have gone again next year, which would have been this year for Deloitte again, and I just kept doing it until I got it. But luckily, I pulled it off first time. <laughs> so amazing! That's in a nutshell. How did um the Deloitte job? Um, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with an English degree. I I have one as well. No, 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 no. There's I know full well there's not no, but um. I wouldn't suggest English to Joe degree. I spend a lot of my time, to be honest, like reading the dictionary and stuff because um, I've got to do a word of the day for my uh, team at work. Um, just as a bit of a joke, we find I find some like far flung word from the corners of the dictionary and pop it on there for a laugh. What was the um, What was the last word that you found and uh, put on? I put two on actually. Um, oh, I'm trying to think now. I think flizz was the last one. What does flizz mean? And now you're going to put me on the spot and ask me for the meaning. And I, don't, I can't honestly remember. I've got a feeling that it's, I might be wrong, um, but I've got a feeling it's some wonderful object or person, I think, but I could be wrong. How do you spell it? F-H, sorry, P-H-L-I-double-Z. Let me have a look, because it's going to... Um... Ah, okay, so it's a fictitious word introduced by Lewis Carroll. That's um, it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I got the, so yeah. Something apparently existing or existing in name, but having no real substance. Ah, so that's, that's it. The trouble is, the last two days I've done two words per day because I've been off today and tomorrow so what was the other one I did that was a wonderful personal thing it was an Australian one I think it was a wronger no wronger donga was something else there was loads anyway like crazy words so yeah but it's remembering them all (laughs) (laughs) you must have quite a good team spirit within your cohort you know what it's the it's the best culture I've ever worked in, if I'm if I'm completely honest. Um, like, a perfect example is when I was driving, um, I was really ill the one. So I'm not, I'm not ill often, I don't take much time off. But I felt like, you know, when you've got a real temperature, 
I like my food and all, and I don't really like ice cream or sweet stuff. And all I wanted was ice cream just to cool myself down. I was really ill. And I, to be fair, I said, that's the only thing I could keep down. And every day my phone was going off and it was, when are you back in work? Are you back in tomorrow? I'm like, in the end, I think I swore at him. I'm like, look, I don't know. I haven't got a crystal ball and I'm ill. So just leave me alone. And when I'm in, I'll phone you and let you know that I'm coming back. Like, are you going to be better tomorrow? I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know? Like, how am I supposed to know? It's a ridiculous question. And like, I felt ill the one day and I thought, okay, now I've got the option of working from home, which is a bit of a luxury. So I was like, you know, I, I did message one of my team members and said, oh, I feel a bit rubbish tonight. I'll try and come in tomorrow. And I did log on. And I, after probably half an hour or so, I was like, look, you know what? It's not happening today. Um, and I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, just get well and that's it. And I didn't get any hassle whatsoever. And then when I come back, it's just like, there's no like big questions or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I encouraged you to not tighten the mick. And, you know, I, I mean, even over Christmas, like my parents don't drive anymore because uh, they're knocking on. And they'd ordered some meat from like the farm shop and I can't get my head around this flexible working thing either. So I said to my manager, oh, am I okay to, to like run them to the shop and get the meat order for Christmas? Cause they can't get there. Um, and she went, you you don't have to ask, just, just tell me as long as they're not a meeting on or anything. You don't have to tell me where you're going. It's fine. I just couldn't get my head around it. Cause I've been working for them for a few months. Um, but then, like, obviously, you've got to work late sometimes, but you don't mind so much then because it's like a two-way street. Whereas other employers have been like, you know, I've had family members in hospital and they're like, they're not bothered. It's just like, you need to come into work. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. And then they phone up for overtime and expect me to come in. And I'm like, well, where was you helping me out when I needed a bit of leeway? Do you know what I mean? And But with these, it's, it is a two-way street, massively. And I suppose they're a big enough business to do it, but the, the culture, it does shine through. And it's it's brilliant, to be honest. I, I don't know why anyone would ever leave, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I'm coming on for a sales pitch for Deloitte, but considering what I'm used to, it is a massive culture change and for the better as well, really good. And, and the stuff they're putting you through and like with the masters and... Um, and I've done like, I mean, I've only been there, what, how many months now? Probably September I started. So what's that, about nine months, roughly? Hmm. Um, so I've already done Azure and AWS cloud, you know, the, the certifications. Um, and I'm nearly a third of the way through the masters already. So it's like, they do put you through a lot and they do off and they let you do voluntary work as well, which is good. So they've got like a volunteer hub and I've been doing, um, tutoring English as well. So <laughs> busy, to be honest, it is busy. Yeah. But I was that kid at school that struggled with stuff like English. And I don't know when I decided that it was interesting, but I kind of want to pay it forward in a way, even though, I don't think anyone particularly inspired me, but if I can make it interesting to someone that's learning, it might. I think it helps if you're interested 
you'll you'll want to learn it, won't you? Even if it's just reading more, and that's going to help. So, whereabouts do you um, whereabouts do you do your volunteering? Do you do it through a school or? Um... Um, yeah, it is through a school, um, but it's all online. So, well, it's through a charity, but obviously they've got partner schools. Um, just to sort of widen the net and and for time as well, because I am busy, I opted to do it online. So I'm doing it at a school in Nottingham um, once a week, and I'll cover now and again as well where needed at other places. Um, so I basically just looked looked at the list of schools and the ones that was crying out for volunteers. I just thought, well, if they're sort of in more need of volunteers, then I'll, I'll go there. So that's how I come across this one in Nottingham. That's brilliant, and mm. I think it's so good to hear that because you know you've obviously landed on your feet and been really yeah. successful and driven, but also having the humility to um, step back and bring other people up and I think that's something that the veteran community does really well you know mm -hmm. people bring bring others along with them for the journey have you noticed within the tech vets community have you had much support from there or do you reach back into it much to give support yeah um not as much as I'd like if I'm honest but I definitely have had the support from there so I did um for a start just the community it's it's like it's welcoming accessible I found um, before I found tech vets, I was um, in other communities. I won't name them on here. Um, that aren't like they might be for a specific operating system, let's say, or that kind of thing. And you're trying to learn something, and you're fairly new. Um, I think that world can be a bit not very newbie friendly, let's say. And it's like, oh, here's some script kid who, do you know what I mean, or whatever. And and they're just not interested. They start taking the mick and calling you an idiot. And I'm thinking, well, that's not very helpful. And let's be honest, we've all been new at something at some point. Um, it really annoys me, that kind of thing. So um, on that particular one, I basically told them what I thought of them and logged off never to log on again. Um, one, of, one, of the, one of the users, though, it was just like passively watching it all play out because I only asked a question of how to do something and just got a load of nonsense back. Um, he actually messaged me privately um, and said, look, the culture can be a bit toxic on here. This is how you do it. I didn't know either. And I found this article and this tells you how to do it. And I was like, mate, that's brilliant. Um, thanks a lot kind of thing. So that, that was, that was kind of nice, but but in tech vets, it's obviously it's not like that. Everyone, for a start, has got the the military link, um, which I think helps the community anyway. But like I've asked for help with when I had the interview for Deloitte for a start, I was thinking, oh, <laughs> what's this going to do? And it was the strangest interview I've ever had in my life. If I'm completely honest, there's no way I could have prepared for it. What's the question that? To be honest, I don't know. I mean, I can remember one question um, and the interview was an hour and a half. Um, so the one question was, if you was advising, um, there was one about something like re rejuvenating a high street or a high street store. What would you do to sort of, because obviously it's in decline, what would you do to sort of best position that company? What would you advise them to do? And there was another one about how to make an office more sustainable. Um, 
and that's all I can remember. But obviously, they asked me a lot more than that. But I think a lot of it was, can you think on your feet? And it, it was just something. I don't know what the logic is, to be honest. I'm not at that level where I'm interviewing people, but um, it, it definitely was wasn't something I could prepare for. But I think in any interview, I think a good tip is to, I don't know, say you need to get on with the interviewer, didn't you? You need to find something and your personality has got to shine through hasn't it and they've got to want to work with you <laughs> basically or they're not going to give you the job are they so um in fact the lady that interviewed me is now my manager currently anyway because at Deloitte it's quite a fluid management structure so like I might have a different manager in a few months but I, I remember her telling me that she did um an architecture degree um so that's her degree. So that's nothing to do with, I think she's like a wizard, like SAP and, and that kind of thing. What's SAP? Uh, SAP, it's like the, um, oh, it's like an enterprise resource management software. So it, it just deals with with that, basically. Pay, it could be payroll or, do you know what I mean? It links all the different parts of the business sort of stuff together. And that's a rabbit hole. I don't want to get down on here. But um, so she's a whiz on that, basically. And um, I just thought when she asked about the the office um, being more sustainable, I thought, well, you know, I could get a bit of architecture in here, you know, and just sort of there's a bit of like, I've listened, she knows I've listened. And, and I made a point to say, now here's one you'd like. So you could design it so you could have, I don't know, say like skylights, or just more glass, and then there's yet le- less need for like using electric and artificial lighting and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if that helped. To be honest, I've never asked her. You know, why did you give me the job? But um, I think getting on with I've, I think in any interview, I've done a few since I've left the military. I think getting on or even making them laughing in interviews worked for me in the past. Do you think your military experience gave you the edge over other candidates? Possibly. Um, yeah, I don't think I mentioned it too much in that particular interview. It certainly has in the past. Obviously, it, got, it did get bought up, but I think what I was... It, it, like I said, it was a strange interview, and I wish I could remember more about it. Um, it was a bit of a blur. I know I mentioned a lot about because I was aware I'm competing with like Oxbridge grads for a start and I'm thinking, oh, I've got a degree from the Open Uni and, you know, the Open Uni is a great university. I wouldn't have a bad word said about them, but there's still that mindset of I'm competing here against people that are probably getting, graduating from universities that have just got that reputation. The good thing though is, to be fair, they don't know what uni you've studied at, so they didn't ask either. Um... They don't know. It's a blind interview. They just know your name. They don't know anything else. Um, but I did mention it was part-time. So I kind of... I made the point that that's more difficult to manage than just being a full-time student. Um, so I did make a big point of that. Um I'll be honest, I can't remember what I said about the military. It must have come up. Um, and in my feedback I've had since starting, it has come up in feedback. Um, saying like, pardon? 
has the feedback been positive? Yeah, it has. It's all been positive, yeah. But now and again, someone will say like, you know, clearly military work ethic shines through, that kind of thing. It does get said in feedback. So um, I can't remember, like I said, how heavily I went on about it in the interview, but I think people know, don't they, that what they're getting when they employ a veteran. I like to think, anyway. They're getting that commitment, and I'm not going to complain about nonsense. Yeah. And I think also the fact that you did a degree over six, you know, six years, that is, you know, (laughs) for the long haul, that's doing it when you don't want to. I mean, that's a huge sign of resilience and commitment. Yeah. So uh, I think that's amazing. How did you, um, how did you come across the uh, graduate scheme or, or what made you go for it? Yeah, so that was when I started researching sort of where the degree could take me because I had no idea at all where what job I wanted to do at all. Um, I was thinking, oh, because I quite like creative writing and that was my highest mark at uni as well as a creative writing task. So I didn't kind of, you know how it works, the degree, you can pick your modules to an extent. So you can kind of change your path a little bit. And I think there was a time where I think, hmm, creative writing I'd like to do that but it's one thing writing an essay but it's quite another like with creative writing it's all you in that work it's you know you might get given a theme and I did so I did one essay but it wasn't a creative writing module it was an option within the module I was doing which was a literature module to, to do some creative writing and it was to write a fairy tale not a genre I would have picked if I'm honest um, but that that was it. It was all that or an essay, and I picked the essay to be honest. And I started writing it, and I got about half a page. And I thought, you know what, I'm not feeling this essay at all. And I had a look at creative writing one, and uh, it's quite hard when you've started an essay to just think bin that. It's really hard, uh, but I did. I binned it, and I, I smashed out this essay. Um, well, creative writing task in about two and a half hours, I think. And I got 94%. Oh so I think I think maybe, I sh- I've still got it. I'm quite proud of it. And I, I read it back and I think, did I really write that in like two and a half hours? <laughs> What's um, it's basically, I can't even remember the characters' names, to be quite honest with you. Um, I just thought of some random names that seemed a bit oldly worldly. Oldly worldly. And um, it's basically that his guy who wanted to marry a princess. All the cliches are in there. And um, <laughs> basically, he asked permission from the king, and he says, maybe, but you need to do these sort of tasks. And then he goes around. I can't remember what the tasks are, but there's like there's challenges you've got to overcome, people that are in his way. And then he, there's a twist as well at the end where he's got to get this sort of plant called the Leaping Lily from like the top of this mountain, if I remember rightly, um, which is an impossible task anyway because the plant's actually alive. And when I say alive, when it talks, it actually speaks to the character, um, which comes as a bit of a shock. But um, yeah, and then he sort of, to be honest, I didn't wrap it up very well because I had a word limit, unfortunately. So it didn't wrap up very well in the end. It, it was quite rushed, the ending. But um, I got to do a little sort of um, commentary on my writing as well. 
I didn't have many words for that. I think I had about 500 words to do a commentary. And I did, I did say, obviously, the word count was a bit of a restriction. And unfortunately, the ending wasn't what I'd have wanted it to be. But there we go. Um, yeah, so that was that. And I can't remember what I told you about Creative Ryan. That was it because we learned about where I was going with the career. So I was thinking... Um, you know, maybe I could do something in journalism or copywriting, something like that. But it it seems like quite difficult to get into, very low paid. And when you're so far into your life, there's a minimum wage that you need to be able to get when you've got a mortgage and things. And I thought, that's probably not that realistic. Um, as much as I like writing. Maybe I can pen a book in my spare time. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. I might do that. I know people that have done it, so I might, I might do that. Um, so I, I went on prospects.ac.uk I think the website is I don't know if you've heard of it yeah the, was it, it's linked to unis isn't it, for, is it well yeah now the open uni didn't tell me about it I think I just found it on just on searching for it um, and I signed up and I did the little sort of personality tests and what my degree was or however I got to a list of jobs Maybe I just went through the filters. I, I can't quite remember. And um, I just thought, you know, I'll pick sectors I'm interested in, see what comes up. And Deloitte kept coming up again and again and looked into them, looked into the competitors. And I was like, okay, the they just kept coming up and they seemed like the right company to work for for me. So I went along to some of their inside days and military one. They do military inside days, so I went to that, uh, which was more focused, to be fair, on experienced hires, which makes sense. Um, but the Deloitte have actually got a military community of their own as well, hence they run these sessions. Um, so I've, I've approached them and sort of had a similar conversation to what we're having really with where I've come from and how I think that can improve and they can widen the net maybe to more of the military community because it's okay saying we'll, we'll take experience highs from the military but they wouldn't have took me with my experience so I think you know I know a degree route isn't going to be for everybody but there will be people that are, you know I know people that are veterans that are doing a degree that's going to open up way more doors and to say that's a possibility to get that message out there that this isn't just for I don't know senior NCOs or officers or you know, this is a career that anyone can do. I was a, an SAC driver um, and now I'm a management consultant. So it's like, you know, it's definitely doable. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I found Deloitte. And I just sort of, the more I found out, the more it just seemed right. And I thought, well, you know, like I'm going to apply. And if I don't get it, I'll apply again. And I was in no rush, really. It's quite nice not to be in a rush. Obviously, the sooner the better. But I wasn't like in desperate need of a job. I wasn't sat without a job, if you see what I mean. So I wasn't in a big hurry. It's just a phenomenal story. Do you ever, I think you mentioned <laughs> the start of the interview about, you know, clashing with people in the military. Mm -hmm. um, what What do you think um, those people would say if they met you now and you told them where you were? I don't know. I mean, some of them might know because of obviously LinkedIn and I've had some some people reach out. Um, I think the military is good in a lot of ways, but I think with 
we soon how can I put this diplomatically I think it's very resistant to change um, so the PTSD will obviously stem from an incident and anything in my mind that was needed changing to prevent that happening again if someone was that they weren't clued up on it because I made sure I was clued up on it but that was a higher rank than me and they said you know um, we're, we're doing this and I'm like well that's not actually right this JSP says we should be doing this and then they'd probably say that as a bit cheeky and they'd like be like no 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 I'm right I'm the sergeant or whatever rank and I'd be like well no 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 you're not right and then it'll get into an argument and then you know that's sort of where I was and that's kind of why I left because I'm like well now I can I can ask those questions to directors and partners and I have done like, why are we doing it like this? Is it not better to do it like this? And sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, that's a really good idea. And other times they'll be like, I can see where you're going with this, Mark, but actually we're doing it like this because, and then explain why. And I think the military can, can be quite bad at that because it's just like, do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, what they'd say now, though, these sorts of people, and, and to be fair, maybe not even those sorts of people, just people that... I haven't spoken to for a while. They'd probably be quite surprised. Um, but I think, you know, there's ways as well, obviously, to progress within the military if you're lucky enough to have a full career in it. Um, you know, I've, I've heard of, of one of my colleagues getting his commission and that from, from a driver, um, which must have been difficult. I'd have thought that's a bit of a challenge. But I think... I think the challenge is, I don't know what it's like nowadays. I mean, I left in 2015, so, I mean, things do change. They changed while I was in, unrecognisably, so they've probably changed again since I've left, I would think. Uh, but I remember being told in 2008 by a corporal when I was debating commissioning, um, basically just forget it. You're not going to do it. You know, you're not right for it. Um, and I thought to myself back then, to be honest, um, well, I won't repeat what I thought, but oh, well, it's just rude, isn't it? And it's like, well, you don't really know me. Like, you've just met me. Yeah, okay. I probably had a broad accent and I was driving a lorry, but like, if I'd have actually done well at my A levels and gone to university, I could have then been his boss. Yeah. Quite easily. Um, but just because I didn't do it doesn't mean I can't do it. And that's. I think things like that have just pushed me on to just think, you know what? And I'm never going to see that guy again. I didn't just do like change my life to prove some random corporal wrong from 2008. Do you know what I mean? But but these things stay with you, and it's like, well, in the end, it's not like. So I don't start believing that guy was right. I thought I'm going to change it then, and I'm going to make sure and do it. And okay, yeah, I didn't commission in the end but the way I see it I have in a way because I've I've gone from from doing something he thought was more of my station if you like to to something he probably thought was a bit out of my sort of remit because um, he thought I was a bit too daft to do it I don't know um, hmm. it's amazing <laughs> how um I guess it all comes back to culture, doesn't it? Because you mentioned before yeah. the culture at Deloitte is just, you know, fresh mm. air. And yeah. I guess, you know, 
progressive companies, no matter how big or small they are, mm-hmm. if the leadership is, you know, treating people how they would like to be treated and developing people mm-hmm. rather than putting them down, it's a good a good sign. Where do you see yourself going with where do you see yourself going with Deloitte in the future? Or where do you want to go with the company? Um in career direction, I don't know. Sort of, I mean, I'd like I said, I do want to go into cyber, but I mean, that's a big area on its own, isn't it? So, what I don't want to make the mistake of doing is when I was 18, I was like, I'm going to join the Air Force. And I don't regret it because, like, you know, I've had valuable experience. So, I've got to where I am now. Maybe if I'd have gone to university, I'd have drank my time at university, <laughs> failed, and never gone back and never got a decent degree or dropped out completely. And you know, I'm not going to sort of say oh, we should have done this instead of the other. But um, what I did do at that age was say, oh, I'm joining the Air Force, and that's all that was on my mind. If that didn't happen, I'll be honest, I didn't. I don't know what I would have done. I had no backup plan. I didn't even bother doing my UCAS. Um, like, I did my A-levels as rubbish as they ended up being. But I, every time I was meant to go to some UCAS meeting, I never went. I didn't bother. I'm like, I'm not going to uni, so I'm not wasting my time doing that. And I probably just went to the pub with my mate. Um, because that's to me was more important than Newcastle at the time, which is a bit silly looking back. But um so that's I don't want to get into that blinkered state, so I'm trying to say. So although I want to get into cyber, I wouldn't rule out maybe cloud or or even ERP, to be honest. I mean, I just see where things go. Um, I mean, I'd like to get into something more technical, I think, than what I'm doing at the moment, and that's possible as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of networking opportunities at the Lord. There's a lot of socials, and you can meet people, and, and all it takes is that, I don't want to use the word elevator pitch, but um, all it does take is speaking to the right person and saying, where do you work? I work in this. Oh, I'm really interested in that. Um you know, bear me in mind for anything, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And you can open up doors and I think I'll just see where things go. Obviously, I want to sort of be moving upwards, I guess. Um, But in regards to sort of specialisations, I think it's a bit too early to say at the moment. Um, Something in tech is about as narrow as I can give you for an answer at the moment. I think that's a it's a brilliant approach. And how long how long have you got left of the graduate scheme before you have to kind of focus? Well, it's not I say it's not a structured scheme. I mean I think it's probably I don't know how long, how long the scheme is. Um because I've just got promoted already, not a massive promotion at like, but and I think probably by my next promotion that I'll be looking at, which will probably be about a year's time, hopefully. Um, I think they'll expect you to have an idea then where you're going. Yeah. Um, I think at the minute you need to explore why they're paying you less, if that makes sense. I mean, the, the pay is good, by the way. I think it's very good, considering I don't know what I'm doing when I had the job. Like, it was literally like... No, but I didn't... I hadn't got a clue. It was like, I interviewed well. I passed, like, all their job simulations, but I kept asking. 
like, I mean, the name of my job's changed because they like a good restructure now and again, don't they? So I'm in cyber and digital or digital and cyber controls now. I've also heard it called cyber and strategic risk. That might be where, like, a level above where that fits. But when I, <laughs> when I started, it was digital and technology risk. So, or technology and digital risk, rather. Yeah, sorry. I keep getting things back to front and the wrong way around. Uh, but there's a lot of acronyms and a lot of, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, what is that? That's vast. I mean, technology and digital risk, that could be anything. So I was trying to sell it. I've applied for this job and I don't know what I'm doing. And it gives you kind of a wishy-washy vague answer online. And the reason for that is because it is vague. Like, it's not a great answer if someone's interested in looking at working there and they're not applying for an experienced hire job. But it's because you've got that choice where you can be doing vastly different things, even if you've joined as the same role. You could even transfer into a different department completely. If not, well, I wouldn't say completely. Like, if I joined up in this and I was actually, I want to be an accountant, they'd be like, I think you're taking the mick a bit. But, like, I know people that have transferred into like a more technical cyber role that's in a different it, it's a different job effectively um so it, it, it's doable but i think once you start specializing into something unless you've got experience you can draw on i do know someone that's just moving into audit they're quite high up um but they've got audit experience though so I think they're just like, actually, I want to do audit rather than risk advisory. And it's like, okay, well, you can do that because you, you know, you've got experience in it. Um, yeah, it's nothing's ever clear, is it? It's not. It's just a journey. <laughs> well, maybe that's the beauty of it, and maybe it that's. Is. I mean, that's it's so different to the military, isn't it? Because yeah. in some ways, a military career is is quite prescribed. I know mm. that that's not across the board, but when you look at mm. it the outside it can be whereas it sounds like you're kind of on the cusp of a universe and you could go anywhere you like it's exciting exciting. and i think the best thing about it is the people and not that the people in the military were bad but i suppose it depends sort of what job you did in the military and i don't mean when i say bad i mean like it's going back to culture i'm not saying they're bad people but like in the military, my bosses wouldn't be bothered if I did a degree. Like if something needed doing, like for instance, that high level I did, I did some of my coursework in Kandahar for that. Um, but my corporal was more bothered about replenishing the DI line with latex gloves. He thought that was more important. Um, I didn't because no one had small hands and he wanted small gloves on the DI line because there weren't any. And I thought, you know, I genuinely at the time, I thought, you know what, in 10, 10 years' time, five years time and I think back am I going to be thinking I wish I'd done my I level or I wish I'd done the DI line and it's going to be the I level and like don't be wrong if something needed doing and, and it all kicked off I'd be there doing what needed to be done but when it was quiet if there was a bin that needed emptying it wouldn't be getting emptied it's not that important nobody is thinking about that now that corporal's probably forgot about those gloves. He's probably it's off his mind, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's completely forgot that even happened. So he doesn't care either. Um, but on a, on a serious note, if I hadn't have got that eye level, I wouldn't have got this job. 
because that eye level, because they do look at eye levels, and that's, to be fair, something I'm having a chat with Deloitte about, well, with the military community at the moment, because I want to sort of push to get, like I was saying, wide in the net and get people maybe that haven't got experience a way in, if they, if they want a way in. The problem is with that, the grad scheme needs eye levels. Now, if you're adding four eye levels to a degree, that's a lot of work. Um, and I think, to be quite honest, once it's passed f- personally, I think once you've got X amount of years' work experience, is an eye level that is it that important when you've got a degree? Um, that's something I bought with the guy who's sort of running the military community, and hopefully he'll take it somewhere and and we can get that sort of changed. Hopefully, anyway, that's what I want to do. Um, because I think, yeah, I think I've been very lucky with some of the decisions I made in the past. Um, that if I hadn't made it, would have not made this possible. So I've been quite quite lucky. And that eye level was one of them. And not filling the gloves up on the DR line was probably one of them as well. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. you didn't take the Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did segue onto that story then, and I forgot the point of the question, which was about culture. So I've got to remind myself sometimes how young some of my colleagues are at Deloitte because they're like 22, you know what I mean, 22 years old. There are some older grads as well. Um, I think I was the second eldest. There was someone quite a bit older than me that joined up on 35, joined up, I can still there. Can't get the military sort of slang out. Um, but yeah, the majority of them are in the 20s and early 20s, the vast majority are in the early 20s. But they're so mature and they'll always help you out. And even the management, everything, the whole culture. So if I'm like saying to my manager, which for instance, oh, I want to give a talk in a school um, about my career journey to try and inspire, they'll be like, yeah, that's fine, do that. Or if I'm like, oh, there's, um, I don't know, some sort of certification that Deloitte are pushing at the moment that I want to do. Are you happy for me to do that? Yeah, do that. Whereas I've never had an employer. I don't, I don't want to keep saying about the military because it's to be fair to the military that, you know, they are understaffed. They're kind of everyone off doing courses left, right and centre. I get that. Um, but any employer, though, they wouldn't be putting up with it. Not from my experience. They, they wouldn't be. I say putting up with it. I think it pays them dividends, though, because, like, a lot of the courses I do in my spare time anyway. Um, if it's quiet, yeah, okay, I'll get that done instead. But, like, it's knowledge that's going to end up, I'm going to be using that knowledge on time that they're billing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's making you, like, more well-rounded and more effective advisor and... Um, that other side to people business and the people matter and I think they do invest a lot in the people because of that whereas maybe in other businesses things make the money more than people potentially I don't know like maybe for a haulier it's all about the trucks it's all about the trailers it's okay you need someone to drive them but you know and I know drivers get training of course they do but if I want to say to them, actually, I want to do my transport manager, they'd be like, no. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. I guess it, it is that um, 
investment in professional development courses. Yeah. That's so important. And yeah. for for if there was an SAC listening to this now who was in the same position as you, so mm. maybe didn't have that strong set of four A-levels, doesn't have a degree, mm. but um, is is not sure whether to invest in in, in that time. What, mm. what direction would you point them in? What would you say to them? I'd say do it, to be quite honest. Um, there's, you know, it is hard work, um, but it's going back to that time I said about in Kandahar, and it, I, I, I kind of remind myself about that feeling, not so much the situation, but that feeling I had at that time. So I had it the other week, actually, uh, a few weeks ago now, and I was doing the first essay. In fact, the first essay for my bachelor's degree was horrendous. I can remember what it was on. It was about Cleopatra. She's been portrayed through the ages. And then the second part of the essay was about the concept of the diva, which has got nothing to do with English as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I remember it was a horrible essay. It wasn't even very long. I think it was 600 words each, so 1,200 words. It's quite a pathetic essay by what I'm doing now. But it was a lot to me at the time. I, you know, I hadn't written an essay for I don't know how long. Um, but I hated it. And I had one the other day, um, and I hated it. It was about accounting and managing accounts and oh no, acid test ratios and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, this is not for me. Um, and I got a distinction, and and the <laughs> and the reason I got the I don't know, I don't know my times tables if I'm perfectly honest. PPT uh, essay. No, no, it definitely wasn't. Um, you're only cheating yourself, aren't you, if you do that? Um, no, no, it certainly wasn't. It was uh, a lot of sweat and tears. That essay was, but I do like. I'm probably a bit too hard on myself, to be fair, but. When I, I didn't enjoy doing that essay, it was lovely weather outside. I mean, a little pokey room, writing this essay out, um, hating my life, quite frankly, um, even more than normal when I'm doing an essay because I hated the subject. It was nothing I was interested in. At least I was interested in English. Maybe if I didn't like the textbook um, or the, you know, the book I'm studying, um, I'll enjoy that essay less, but... I'd still probably surprise myself and enjoy it a bit, <laughs> but not this one. I hated it. But again, I was thinking to myself in five years time, in three years time, in 20 years time, and I've got that, that master's, which I was never intending on getting. I'd have loved to have got a master. I'd love a doctorate. Um, but I looked at how much it costs to get one. And I thought the value doesn't translate for me. I can't see what benefit having all that debt, and the masters would be to what I've already got. So I weren't going to pay for a masters. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I'm doing it in a very long winded way. It's basically when you're feeling horrendous and you're doing an essay at two o'clock in the morning or when the sun's beaming outside and all your mates are at a barbecue in however many years down the line, you're not going to look back at that time and think to yourself, I wish I'd have gone to the barbecue. Like you'd have forgot about the barbecue and you'd have had your masters and you'd have forgotten about the crap essay, um, or the crap time doing it. And you're not going to miss that time. That's what I'm trying to say. If you, everyone needs to relax and waste time to do, 
Um, I try not to so much now. So the only social media I'm on is LinkedIn, really. I mean, I'm not including Discord and WhatsApp in social media, but like LinkedIn is the only thing I'm on in my mind. Um, because the amount of time people waste on it is unbelievable. So I learn the piano. I like to do that to relax. I do archery. I like to do that to relax. But to me, that's bringing something to my life. It's meaningful activity. It's not just vegetating, watching a box set. And I like watching box sets, don't get me wrong. But if all you're doing is looking through social media and wasting your time watching box sets, and that's all you're doing... That's a lot of time that could be spent doing something more constructive. And that's what that's the way I see it, and that's what's kept me doing things. And it's also why my missus gets very annoyed with me because I've got very little time to relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, maybe it's not the best of you. I don't. She must be so proud of you. I mean, your attitude, <laughs> what you've achieved. I mean, it's really inspirational and you know i don't think you should, you should talk yourself down from that it's it's amazing what you've achieved yeah i still have to pinch myself sometimes but it, it, I, and, and to be honest i don't feel as old as i am i think i don't know if that's because the ptsd was a bit of a blur for the 10 years that i was struggling with that or whether time just flies when you're busy maybe i don't know but or maybe it might be the fact that I'm working with like younger people now. And that I do remember though when they say, let's go for a pint. I'm like, no, let's not do that. Because you'll be up fresh as a daisy and I'll be having a day off, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I don't know what to say about it, really. It's, um, I think I've been very lucky though as well with decisions I've made in the past that have turned out to be good, but there was no real thought behind them, such as doing that high level, um, such as doing even the rubbish high levels, like I did them, and if I hadn't have done them, again, might not be where I am. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of luck there as well. Wow. It, it's just a, ph a phenomenal story. And <laughs> thank you so much for... For sharing it with us. I know that yeah. there'll be lots of people probably trying to look you up on LinkedIn or grab you on Discord. Are you happy to um offer advice if anyone wants to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for a start, the Tech Rex community obviously is is a great start for anybody. Um I went on the North Green Security intro to pen testing course in Cheltenham, which was brilliant. Um I mean, it just cost me a hotel as well, which, you know, was it was nice to get out and have my meal cooked. Um, but, I mean, f getting that experience for the price of a hotel, do you know what I mean? It's great, isn't it? You can't complain. Um, and, and, again, now that's coming in use with Deloitte as well. Um, Deloitte offer a lot of stuff. They've got LinkedIn Learning. They offer you that. Um, Udemy all these courses that you can access through Deloitte subscriptions. But having a tech vets thing as well, for instance, I'm, it's on the back burner, I'll be honest, but I've signed up to the Splunk course that's been offered by tech vets. I think I've got 12 months to do that. So when my uni finishes in September, because we don't get the summer out, you see, because I think some areas of the business that are doing this masters are busy at that time of the year. So that's when we're having our summer break, September to January, basically. 
that's when I'm planning on getting that smashed out. Um, and I think I had an immersive labs thing, which I need to start looking at again as well. But I've got to prioritise the masters, unfortunately, at the moment. But having that extra stuff, when it comes to my end of year reviews, and they're like, what have you been doing? I can then show them all these things through I've done through tech vets that nobody else is going to have. Um, so again, it just gives you that edge. And and like I said, I mean, yeah, the, the community is there and um, I've had some brilliant advice and I have had a couple of people reach out to me on LinkedIn. I don't know if it's through tech vets or through just the fact that I'm, and it says veteran on my profile to be fair so that might be a reason um but i think generally the the the, the uh the military veteran community especially is the most welcoming community going from from my experience from when i've left and that's not just through tech vets that's just across the board when i've met people in person that have been a veteran that with there's instantly something there they're helping each other out straight away um and obviously with with the social networks while they are now and the discord and linkedin and you know it's there's so much more out there now than than in previous years i'd say just take advantage of it yeah i think that's that's great advice and mm. on that note i'll um i'll let you go for the evening because you've probably got <laughs> courses to do books to write or um, <laughs> a wife that needs some attention <laughs> but, um, but thank you so much and for anyone who is listening if you'd like to find out more about any of the courses that mark has mentioned um like immersive labs like splunk um just head over to the tech vets website which is um techvets.co and you will be able to jump into the community and all of the training on that platform. Thank you so much, so much, Mark. And um, hopefully we can catch up again in a few months and see what um, crazy things you've achieved <laughs> towards the end of the year. And if you do write that book, um, I would love to grab a copy of you.